Welcome to Coaching Sales with Mike and Cody, the podcast for business owners who want to attract, train, and manage multi-million dollar sales teams. Mike Mark is the founder and Cody Morris is the client success director of CoachingSales.com, a sales consultancy that helps business owners get off the phone and go from six to seven figures in under six months. And now, here's your host, Mike and Cody. Basically, here's the gist. A lot of times you're having calls with people and then they're not quite there yet, right? And then that's usually you're going to get stuff like, um, it, it sounds great, you know, I need to do a little research or, I, oh, you know, do you guys have testimonials I can check out? Um, other things are going to be like, hey, you know, can I, can I have some time to think on it? Or, you know, I'm not quite ready yet. And what's up, Anthony? Uh, give me a like or a comment just to make sure you guys can actually hear me. So you'll hear things like that, like, oh yeah, you know, it sounds good. I just need some testimonials or I, I'm, you know, I don't know if it's really like, it seems good, but I, you know, I don't, I don't really know. And they're kind of going to be like non-committal, right? Like they feel like, oh, okay, well it could work, but I just don't think it's going to work for me. It's going to be the thing that is going to be what they're articulating. And right. Ultimately, if we view marketing and sales as two separate functions, Marketing's job is to answer the question, will it work? Sales' job is to answer the question, will it work for me? Or if you want to look at it like a tag team, marketing's job is to get the ball on the green or at least within close proximity. And then sales' job is to put it in the hole, right? And so that's kind of how you distinguish between the two functions. And non-committal diddle, I like that. That's a good word. Uh, If you get riddled with a non-committal diddle, then... What's likely happening in the case is that there's some piece of information that your prospect doesn't have, right? And like, so let me give you a quick example. Um, There's myths, right? In any industry, there's going to be some myths that certain things need to be in place or whatever. And you haven't like sequentially destroyed those beliefs and built the proper beliefs on the call. And so for me, like I just bought a, a watch, right? This is a pretty expensive watch. It costs several racks at least. Racks is a, a grand if you're uh, if you're not hip with the hip hop lingo. So it's several racks, right? Like it's it's a nice watch. It's an expensive watch. And in the past, I would have never bought the watch. I would have thought like anyone who spends money on an expensive watch is stupid, right? I thought that oh well, it's a waste. Like I don't want material items. Material items are stupid, and really like the experiences are more valuable. And if you are sinking your money into things like buying jewelry, you're an idiot. That's, that was my beliefs at a point in time. Now my beliefs have shifted because I've been exposed to new information that subsequently has basically destroyed those old beliefs and built new beliefs. So now I understand things differently. And that is what you effectively need to do on a sales call. And when you get that non-committal diddle at the end of the call, then that is likely because a there's some piece of information that they just don't believe or recognize, right? And so maybe you are selling a real estate offer. You know, common myths are going to be that um, real estate's risky. Common myths are going to be that uh, I need money, a down payment in order to invest in real estate. You need to be rich to invest in real estate. You need to invest in your local area. Um, It takes money to make money, right? Like people are going to have these sorts of ideas in their head on a real estate offer. And so it's, very common that you'll see people will have to break those 
beliefs down and then build up new beliefs. And in the example of the watch, right? Like, so I just got this watch. It's several racks. I, in the old me thought, oh, that's stupid. It's a waste of money buying jewelries for idiots. And you're a freaking loser if you do that. Right. Well, what I've learned over time has been that you can put money into jewelry and it's actually an asset that if you buy it properly, it will retain its value, if not go up in value. And if you buy it at the right price, you can get in and out of jewelry and actually make money on the spread. And if you hold it for long enough, you're going to make even more money. So if you look at it in that position, right? So buying jewelry retail would be dumb. And that's what a lot of people will go do is they'll buy it like a car, right? Like for me, I bought a used car because I don't want to watch my cash turn into 60% of the value. And so to me, buying a new car just doesn't make sense. It like... I've seen someone present an argument as to why new cars make sense, but to me, it doesn't make sense. I really hate basically things that I put my money into my money becomes half of what it's worth. I want to put my money into something and at least have it preserve its value, if not gain in value. So that being the case, because I'm always looking at like how you got to think of this stuff like investors, right? And your market is going to have a belief that is going to be the thing that holds them back. And so for me, my belief was that like, oh, well, if it's, if it is going to hold value, then it's going to be risky. And now I found it's not even that risky. Like it's pretty amazing how quickly I was able to go find a good deal, buy a good deal. And the odds of me being able to get in and out or keeping this with the value being preserved and intact is really high because I bought it right. So when you have prospects that aren't buying at the end of your call, likely it's there's this belief that you haven't destroyed yet and then replaced with a new belief, right? So if let's say, for example, you're offering a marketing service in the Facebook ads arena and people think that I need to have a lot of money for ads and that hasn't come out, you know, then that's going to kill your sale at the end because it'll be like, yeah, this all makes sense. I really like the idea, but you know, um, I need to sell a few clients first so then I can get the money for ads. And then if you, the minute that comes out, you try to rehandle it, like you could probably maybe put some chinks in the armor, but you want to destroy it first. You want to get to that belief and then reframe that belief and be like, yeah, you know, a lot of people think that like you need to have five grand to run in ads, which you don't really need to. Like typically what we're looking for is we want to use some organic strategies to get some cash in the door and then we'll allocate a percentage of that. So that way we know that like, hey, this offer is safe, it's validated. And then that percentage of it gets allocated to ads. So you don't really need to come out of pocket with any ad spend. Now you've taken a belief that I need to have a lot of money to spend on ads and you've turned it into, oh, wow, that makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to like get cash just to make sure that this thing works and then use a portion of that cash to jack up uh, my traffic. And then it's just going to make it like pouring gas on a fire. This makes sense. Okay. Um, does that make sense, you guys? If it does, uh, throw a like or any questions or a heart or anything like that because I just want to make sure that this is clear. Like the main thing that's typically going to happen if if someone's not buying is that there's some sort of belief that hasn't been addressed. And your job as a salesperson is going to be to systematically remove the barriers to decision. And that involves basically taking old beliefs, uprooting them, and then planting in new beliefs. And how that's done is typically going to be through metaphors, um, through questioning, as well as through storytelling. Now, 
a lot of people say facts sell, stories sell, and you got to tell stories all the time. Stories will work, don't get me wrong. I think stories are better proof elements than they actually are belief building elements. And to me, the best belief building element I've ever seen is a metaphor. By far, in a way, metaphors or like little aphorisms, like a, just a quick saying, they're just like, oh, that makes sense, right? So if you coin a phrase or you, you use a metaphor, that's going to be the way to basically take that belief and then you can reframe it into an aphorism. Like, for example, people will say all the time, the man who chases two rabbits catches none, right? Well, I read a book about, by an entrepreneur who he basically had three businesses running at the same time when he grew his first stuff, and he always had multiple side hustles. So the man who chases two rabbits catches none is not always true, but because it sounds good in the form of an aphorism, we're more likely to believe it. Um, and as well, you know, with things like, oh, well, you know, you want to validate organically, which is like you have the fire and then we pour the gas on it, which is the traffic. That's how you really get this thing to blow up. That metaphor is a really like beautiful picture that makes sense in the mind. And so therefore it works. To be honest, though, I've seen a lot of validated organic offers that just fail miserably on cold traffic because warm traffic behaves differently than cold traffic. So it's not always true, but what really matters is that you can see that you get your offers as close to truth because that's the key, right? Like you want to be selling a product that actually works, which means that you're selling something that's factual and operates on like a, a basis of truth. But then you need to build the metaphors and the aphorisms that then support your arguments and then undermine the beliefs that are the beliefs that would keep someone from buying. And it depends on your market. Like what's up, Jake? I see that you jumped in here. Uh, your market might have the belief that, you know, you need to have money to start a business right there. That's something that you can undermine or you need to have a successful track record to really get capital. And therefore it's a chicken and an egg problem. Like, or it's a catch 22. I don't know, you know, I haven't built a successful business. So why would the capital want to come to me? Those sorts of things. If we can undermine these beliefs then we can replace the beliefs with our new beliefs. And that's going to be the key to making that, the prospect journey smooth and then feel the congruence to making the decision to say, all right, let's do it. Like, I'm good. I, I know what I need to do and let's go. Main thing in terms of action steps and takeaways from this is going to be come up with aphorisms, you know, so like little quick catchy sayings, right? Like, uh, you know, you're one funnel away or, you know, something like that. You're going to have like a little phrase that people are like, yeah, okay. And they latch on to that phrase or a metaphor, one of the two. If you have a metaphor or an aphorism, both of those will work really powerfully. If you guys have any other things too that you would like to hear some sort of insight on or trainings on, just drop a comment in here and then we'll wrap on all this stuff in here, guys. All right, see ya. Thank you for listening to Coaching Sales with Mike and Cody. So you don't miss a single episode, remember to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. We'd also be grateful if you left us an honest rating and review. And finally, to claim a free gift for being our listener, visit coachingsales.com forward slash gift.